Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. When the Archimax login is confirmed and the theme song kicks in, we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but reborn together. Dazzling hot takes and bone counts I can feel. Somehow, Blend Danzig's films feel good on a podcast like this. Our hosts feel like the best part of us. And live rewrites feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. Met's Movie Lodgecast. We make movie podcasts better. The Lodgecast is a little podcast where Episode 135, Both Sides of the Blade. Sacre bleu! Hello and welcome to the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Fire. We got Brother Lucas in the back. Or Both Sides of the Wind? (laughs) Or Blade? Blade? (laughs) Tonight's movie. There's already confusion. The movie is Both Sides of the Blade. It's a French thriller. And our guests tonight are a French thriller crack team. We got Brother Zach. Howdy. And we got Lodge Mistress Millie. Bonjour. And for the record, the Lemley website said it was a romantic drama, so I don't know where you're getting this thriller from. Listen, Lucas is correcting me nonstop tonight. What is this movie called? This movie is called Fire? What is it called? It's called- The website on the Lemley says Fire, Romantic Drama, One Hour, 56 Minutes. My ticket says Both Sides of the Blade, Erotic Thriller, but we'll see. I was told it was an erotic thriller. That's why I'm here. That's why I I got Millie here. (laughs) All we know is it's going to be hot, hot, hot. (laughs) (laughs) The director is Claire Denis, and our last flight with her was a little movie called... High Life? High Life. (laughs) Miller High Life. (laughs) And Lucas famously, infamously, fell asleep for 90% of it. The cum box of movies. Including the fuck box. The fuck box was there. I don't. fuck box, excuse me. I don't know if there could ever be anything that can reach the heights of the fuck box. Yeah, the dragon was, it's it's a high point in Salad Dragon. Was this billed as an erotic thriller? No. Okay. We didn't know what we were doing. It was a sci-fi drama. had a special room. Yeah. That that took care of her needs. Yeah. Yeah. She was the shaman of sperm. Go back and listen to that episode. It's great. But Claire Denis is not shy. That's, That's why we bring words like erotic, 
thriller to this, even if it's just a mere romantic drama, <laughs> something tells me that there's going to be no holding back. And I know nothing else about this film. I bet you in Glendale, it's fire romantic drama, but in like North Hollywood, (laughs) it's both to the blade erotic thriller. Yeah. Here's what we know. Okay. Claire Denis is going to bring a dragon as special as the fuck box. Mm. Wow. You're calling it. As special as the final dance sequence in Beau Travai. All right. Denny Levant just dancing his ass off solo in the room. She always has memorable images and moments in her, in her movies. White Material is also one of my favorites of hers. I'm not totally well seen on hers, but I think I've seen three or four. Well, I think in yeah. this particular edge, you're the super fan. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we... You're the love and light, Brother Zach. She's a legend uh, of world cinema of the last 30 years. Yeah, today I and, learned yeah. she was the first AD on Paris, Texas, as well as That's Down right. by Law, which That's I right. did not know. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. We're just hoping against all hope that she's bringing the heat tonight. We've noticed, Zach and I especially, we've noticed this vicious strain of anti-Frenchness going on in the LodgeCast. That's true. Now, are you guys going to keep your your hearts and minds open for this, or are you going in snickering? I mean, we have to, because they just broke a 40-degree Celsius day for the first time on known public record in like over 150 years. So They're you will honor them. Alive. It's literally hot, hot, hot in the yeah. opera. So you will yeah. honor them by maybe laying off the anti-French rhetoric. I'll have yeah. the brother Ben bump uh, glasses. <laughs> you won't be swayed by un film. <laughs> un film Claire Denis at the beginning. That'll be okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll hold yeah. you to that. We will hold you to that. I no. love the French film, so I'm excited. There we go. There we go. Yeah. And I think I think the less. Lodge Mistress Millie knows the better. Like, we need a nice control subject. We need to know if it attained the mythic status of sexiness as deemed by Lodge Mistress Millie. The only thing that's bad is that I know the genre. And if I'm I'm expecting an erotic thriller, so I better better deliver on that. No, no, no. But now, now... That's how they're packaging it to you. I think just okay. This is not going to be. Set me be, up, Zach. Well, this is set me up. This is not Esther Haas erotic. Thriller. Right, right, right. This right. is we are going into the Claire Denis land it's where art. We're not going to be art on house the, erotic. This I is like thr- thriller erotique. Perfect. It, more on the mood, and I think it's going to be less on the twists and turns oh, around no. the mountain. But you know, the, like, I feel yeah. like the French don't hold back on the erotic. No, yeah. that for sure. And that's all I'm here for. Then you're in good hands. I like it. Let's yeah. strap in. You're folks. between both sides of the blade in the back seat here, I think. <laughs> it's, it's time, y'all. Love and light. Erotic. Six blade knife. When I was lame, 
the blade we're back y'all back from the lemley glendale Ow. we haven't been <laughs> <laughs> almost almost the right language we we haven't lodge casted from from this theater since the beach bum mm-hmm. back in those halcyon days the before the before time the before time yeah, i went inside twice there i fell asleep during it uh, i can't believe it would you uh, call that both sides of the blunt <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. or of the bum yes <laughs> millie can you do that again i blew out your just give me <laughs> do, a do you really need yes it i do i do i want it clean just put some sweetness on it both sides of the blunt right <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> or of the bum. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right, Milster. But we are here tonight to talk about both sides of the blade. And there was some consternation at the beginning of this episode about the official title mm. and the helpful concessionsman in the theater heard us discussing it and i don't know if he was compensating for his mask but he very loudly full-throated settled it for us very very full-throated he's like the title was originally released in the u.s as fire but the director denounced that title we're like okay so now it's both sides of the blade Yes. (laughs) I want him at every theater to clear up any sort of misconceptions. Clear up any confusions. But he didn't know the name of the French title. I was expecting. No. Tried. He tried. He yeah. tried. He wasn't getting good reception, I guess. He, was, he, he pulled it half out of his ass. He, he said he, he did. stick the he did. He said, like, <laughs> Amour, Avec. <laughs> Got lost in the soup. He's. A, you know what that guy's like? He's almost like the omniscient narrator uh but he doesn't but in the have flesh. and he but he doesn't have all the info he doesn't have but he has all the confidence he's partially omniscient <laughs> he's got all the heart i mean i don't know if you guys caught this maybe bishki i don't know if you came out with me but as we were leaving the theater there was like a gaggle of high school yes. girls that sat behind us yes oh, man. and this the very same concessionaire as a, as we're yep, walking down the guy. hallway he's like no you're, you left too soon. Go back. There's oh. one more scene with him and his son playing soccer. Oh. You must go back. Oh. I just like went into the bathroom. I was like, I got to piss. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. He's a super fan. He loves Claire Denis. Well, he's correct on the title, according to Rotten Tomatoes. What's that shot? Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> says the film is called Both Sides of the Blade. Yes. Yeah, it is. Juliette Binoche is a Sarah, a woman whose life spirals out of control when she becomes involved in a passionate love triangle from acclaimed writer-director Claire Denis, period. Oh, wow. Thank you. So, Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. There, 
appears to be a chasm betwixt romantic drama and erotic thriller, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. There's a chasm. I've never heard of a romantic drama, and I would definitely categorize this as a romantic yeah, drama. Sure. Yeah. I think that would, would be the apt genre for this. If I may, I think the difference would be erotic thriller is birthed out of noir. It's mm. like it's mm. like a sexier erotic noir right whereas more, more, th- more of a mystery more of a thriller somebody right. maybe Crime, dies murder right exactly usually like is the guy or girl the killer or not that's yes. usually and they're yeah. having a relationship who amongst our cast yeah there's is deceit the in this film but that's about the extent of the danger a yeah. romantic drama is sitting around in your apartment having circular discussions about <laughs> bullshit <laughs> discuss <laughs> No, we were getting set up for a maybe an erotic thriller because he was like, um, our main guy was like, he'd been to prison. Right. But we right. never figure out why. For murder. And for murder most foul, maybe. Yeah. And, and no that's what I was projecting. No, it, wasn't no for, it wasn't for murder. <laughs> for like <laughs> yeah. embezzling. For doing something, something yeah, wrong that, White he got, that blew, that blew up in his face. He, he yeah. wasn't in jail long enough for it to be something seriously violent. Yeah. yeah. It was like food stamp fraud. But we're not really sure how long he was in jail, though. Are we, folks? We're not sure. Everything well, in the movie's kind of vague. Well, well, here we go. The sun is 15. 15. And he was has been in jail for most of the. You know, he's been out of the son's life for most of it. His mother has been raising him. So the son's name is Marcus. 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 So, and they Francois. were together for a year. Why do I think that? Did they say that? Nine years. Pre-jail. They were together for nine years. Yes, our main couple. Okay. Has been living together for nine years. Okay, so then there we, that gives us more information about nine years, including the prison stint. No, they she wasn't with him in prison. <laughs> they weren't clear about that. She didn't well, stay with him in prison? I thought that was clear. I thought they dated after he got um, out of prison. That's what yeah, I thought. that's what I thought. At I any rate, we've spent two hours with these people, <laughs> and we have no idea about any of this. Yeah. Which can be fine if you've got enough else to chew on. What we have to chew on in this film is... An old lady checking her bank balance at a Kinko's. <laughs> we have that. <laughs> we have our main gentleman... Mr. Linden, who is such a handsome man, especially for a man with not just no lips, but like negative lips. He's got no lips to speak of. He's got eyes, though. But here's oh, the thing. But he's got he, eyes. Here's the thing. When I first saw him in Titan, yes. I was like, he reminds me of someone. Why do I know this guy? And I looked up his filmography and I didn't recognize any of his previous movies. And so I'm watching him again tonight and I'm like, why the fuck do I know this guy from somewhere? <laughs> And then it slowly dawned on me. He's like this skinnier French version of Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. Ooh, yeah. Kind of similar eyes to Brad Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. This was the husband? Yes. No. Uh, Who's well, Lyndon? Lyndon's yeah, the main guy. Yeah. yeah but they weren't married, though. Were they? Oh, the no, no, sorry. The they, I guess they weren't married. The ex-con. Yeah. They were yeah. living in a studio together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah he's, like, he's like a smoldering, <laughs> skinny Brad Garrett. I wouldn't that, call him skinny. <laughs> He's slimmer than Brad Garrett. Like, yes. He's not as lumbering or as. He's HGH. Oh, kind of lumbering. Brad I mean, Garrett. He's, he's kind of brutish. I mean, he's a former rugby player. For real? No, but no, in, in the, the, the character. In the film. In the film. <laughs> We're slowly. <laughs> folks. About James London. We his name is Vincent, Vincent Linden. Linden. We, James Lipton is <laughs> Barry, inside the actor's <laughs> studio. <laughs> Barry Linden. I don't know anything about 
about this guy, but I'm learning. Dear listener, we are a little punch drunk and slap happy from two hours in this apartment with these two people. Mary's fallen fully over onto the other side of the blade. We are still trying to piece this together. So please bear with us. I'm deprived of oxygen from all the, the like claustrophobia of this yeah. film. Yeah, it, yeah it, 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 the walls close the in. The theater was five rows, and we're talking short rows, like tiny rows. <laughs> and the film itself is, much of it is set in this apartment, mm -hmm. which hasn't, I mean, granted, it has a nice view off the balcony. <laughs> But There's a lot of great shots looking down on the street. That only gets you so far. Like this, yeah, this, oh, this gave me whiffs of what's the Anne Hathaway uh, lock up, lo locked down, locked down, locked, locked down. down pandemic movie. Which this oh. is also a pandemic yes. movie. Yes, and oh. it, I appreciate it. Because I started smelling it halfway through. I'm like, is this a fucking pandemic? Movie? Yeah, and and the masks come on, but yeah. it, but it's treated with such. In the background, like life goes on, the pandemic's yeah. happening, and you know, they they cuddle and get close with the masks on. And but the plot is hamstrung <laughs> by like it. That part. Because you could only do so much. So it's it's Lyndon and Binoche, they're living together, and a mysterious figure comes from both of their pasts comes back into their lives. Francois. The yeah. sneaky, smarmy Francois. Who Scooter riding. Binoche is beside herself looks, the moment she sees him. Who looks I mean, like a millennial yeah. Brent Spiner. Who yes. Who Data yes. on The Next yes. Generation. I am sorry. Lucas, I, don't apologize. That is, that is exactly I, what I thought. I thought he looked like Mr. Big. Interesting. I, okay. He also kind of had a vague Tom Wansbacks from yes. Session. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, I see that too. Mm -hmm. Wamsgans. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, but when I say she was beside herself, I mean, she... She She's gets struck. into the elevator. She's, she's touching herself and and whispering his name out loud. Francois. Doubled over. Francois. No, she's holding her stomach. Holding like, herself. She's yeah. holding yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like she's Whoa. having a physical reaction. And I wasn't yeah. sure if Francois was a ghost. Like she saw his oh, ghost. Yeah. Or it's or, always or, good or, to be looking out for ghosts these days in movies. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was a real guy at first because. They didn't share a moment. She kind of just saw some dude on a scooter. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But very soon. He's a real guy. Lyndon gets a call from Francois. Yeah, he does. To go work with him. He's opening a sports agency. Yeah. Uh, for young rugby players. Mm -hmm. And we get little by little more information, more information. Very little by very little. By very little. But <laughs> it builds. It takes an hour. It takes. Yeah. But the hour there you're 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 getting you're reading between the lines and clearly, no one's willing to say what they're really feeling, right. which is there is unsettled and uncomfortable business with this man from their collective past. And it's all leading up to them seeing each other for the first time. An hour in. Didn't we get the idea that maybe he was the reason that the guy yes. went to prison? Yes. Yeah. They never maybe he clear. took the they fall for something. Clear, but really yeah. could have used some flashbacks. Not necessarily a fan of flashbacks, but... But there's so... <laughs> guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is so little meat that they're chewing on. It's like they have this little set boundary of what they're talking about, and that's all yes. they deal with. It's like having half a pinky nail of wasabi for a fully catered sushi event, mm -hmm. and they keep going around and around and around, which I get can happen in real life, 
but you're making a movie, you know? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I was waiting for something to happen. Like, yeah. Like, like, well, like, especially towards the end. When we were was, waiting for when Francois, Guffman. When Francois, when Francois <laughs> you know, calls uh, Juliette Binoche and is like, I'm at your place and I'm going to, like, tell, you know, Vincent Linden what's going on between us. I'm thinking, oh, dude, this guy's getting thrown off the balcony like Martin Sheen in The Departed. You like, gotta hope a, that there's some kind of balcony honor. And there's like this weird, like, you, you think they're tipping their hand, telegraphing it, where like Vincent Linden shows up and then you got Francois like, I brought wine, we need to talk. And then like Linden slowly closes the sliding glass door. And I'm like, oh, he's going through that. He's gonna throw him through the, the glass door over. And then it just hard cuts to like, they skip over the conversation, all the juicy drama. There's just cut to the chase with Juliette Binoche coming home and like Vincent Linden's like, I'm out of here. Well, it's like, Lucas is skipping about an hour of the movie. Well, so that's when something happened. I'm sorry. Nothing no, happens no, up, up to that point. Something, no, happen. something happens, quote unquote, no. when she finally sees him. But yeah, there's, yeah. it is so we skipped over the romance. It is so ridiculously built up. Where they're all at this party together. She can hardly she, speak. She is like mentally impaired in this scene. <laughs> and she is like, can I come up? Can I see him? No, I shouldn't see him. Oh, I'm, I'm just out in the in the parking lot and I'm, I'm looking at him up through the window. Like, it's such a huge buildup to just seeing her ex. This yeah, but, but, but that... that um, it was something, something long lensed shot where their noses are almost touching each other. To me, yes, I mean, that's the high point get into of the, the movie. rest of the film. But that shot was fucking wild. And it was it was so uncomfortable that I, everyone in the theater was starting to giggle. And the, yes. the girlfriend of Francois was looking over like, what the and the, fuck? And the and giggle the, of <laughs> high school girls behind us were starting to talk. They and couldn't handle that. They couldn't handle they that. It was ready. too they, much. No, they, 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 need, they need a few more years under their belt to handle that scene, I think. But yeah, it's like being at a party with your current lover and your ex at the same time the movie but it's so <laughs> weird and it's so minutia focused is it weird because they're old because they were acting like college kids they were acting like they were acting like pussies like like the biggest pussies i've ever seen in my entire life and i'm thinking aren't french people used to like affairs and mistresses like yeah. don't they all have open marriages <laughs> like, well and the it's fuck tough. are they talking about easier they're, they're, said than they're done, acting perhaps. like christians sure. in arkansas for fuck's sake yeah. well well linden was basically saying look i'm not I'm not going to tell you not to talk to him. Right. But the pro but he wanted he wanted her to choose what he wanted. Right. But he didn't want to say what he what he didn't want to have to say it. To me whether it's successful or not we can discuss it and I I get I've got a easy easy read on the temperature <laughs> of the edge but, but but I do think I think what she was trying to do is in terms of the lack of information and that we're piecing together, it almost puts you in the position that they're in of you're reading into only what you can get. Sure. And then when you, you know, the fact that you even have to ask for more draws you into the game that you don't want to be a part of. And as an audience member, you're kind of like, wait, all these questions that we still don't fully have clarity right. on. That's what it's kind of like to be in that type of relationship with someone I, sure. and, I, and, I, and, I, and there is a tunnel vision too where nothing else matters because you have you either have um, lies or lust or like torn emotions like it, it gets very tunnel vision and I do think that's 
seems like that's what she was going for. <laughs> I think yes. she was going for, look how pathetic Juliet Binoche is. She's just like as pathetic as a guy who can't get over his ex. Milster, you know? what like, were you going to say? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I do agree that like when you're sort of in the throes of being obsessed with someone or between two obsessions in a way, it is myopic. But the problem is with this film, it's like what you were saying. They don't seem like real characters because there's nothing else going on in their lives. And if they are, it's lip service. It's like a bit, I mean, a bit or with, with Lyndon, his son, it's no lip service. Oh, true. <laughs> a bit with his son. It's like he's, he, he has that scene with his son where he's like really trying to get him to like make something of his life. Oof. With Juliet, oh. it's just nothing. I feel like I don't even know who who she is it's like yes yeah, she's a some kind of a dj or she's an interview she interviews yeah, people she's like on a the terry radio, gross but like but like Ooh. it's like you get no <laughs> sense of her personality what she loves as a person like I, I, and i don't think yes tunnel myopic that's sort of you get it but it isn't effective because there's nothing there's nothing else she's shutting well, out well i actually thought I mean, I, look i love julia binoche like, we I all love, do i love the, we three, all do, right? the three colors yes. trilogy is amazing four bones all she's of them. kind of amazing she's in everything great. but but she's miscast in this role because it's like dudes would be tripping over themselves to put a baby inside her <laughs> She would never be this messed up over anyone. And, and if you want to cast Julie Pinoche, you dirty her up. You ugly her up. You, like, don't let her dye her hair. You don't let her have that nice work done. Why? You know, because that, that, that Lucas has it, a specific vision. Because then it tracks that she's all fucking, like, not over her loser why? Francois she can't, ex, Why, why can't like a beautiful clingy, person have, have, have uh, twisted emotions over two doesn't guys? Doesn't ring true. Doesn't why? ring true. <laughs> Beautiful people can't have uh, have uh, t two loves. Vincent's a beautiful man too. He's so Both beautiful. those guys had, I'm had just charms. Saying, I'm just saying, Julie Pinoche was acting like that Francois or whatever there, there is like the like only a, guy yeah. in her life. And I'm like, really? There was like, a pathetic really? This guy better be like Javier Bardem amazing. And then you see millennial Brett Spiner and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> on a scooter with two helmets and like a little cargo space on a scooter? Again, I'm kind of with you on that, Lucas. I was oh. like, is she being cast as a pathetic person? But she's kind of a pathetic person, but she's, I didn't quite know. How Francois made her and feel. I know, and I she, get it. She but literally I just like it, spelled it, it like, out. She's like, I've always been trapped. I've never been free. I'm not saying it's poetry or it's profound, but everything that is in this movie, every theme is boneheadedly, very clearly stated by all characters. That's true. 400 times and they have over and over again. conversation over and over and over. It's like they were in an improv class and they were given a prompt and then nobody said cut. They're just like, okay, now it's like, should you work with Francois again and go? And then they're like, well, should I? Well, he used to be your love. How do you feel yeah, about like it? I don't you feel, feel about it. I don't know. How do you feel and about it? And then they have like a little bit of a blow up and then they move to a different room and they start it over again. It's right? almost like, let's yeah. do that scene again, but in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. But I do, I do think... Again, it's because no one is willing to tell the other person what to do. Sure, but it However, it's there like, is a control in, do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, the, yeah. I, I think that she, it, I, think I it's can't clear. totally, it's, I can't totally dismiss it though. Because it can it, really happen in real life because that's how people talk. People right. are fucking stupid, but I'm not leaning forward in my seat. No, no. I'm Ooh. tapping on Millie's 
watch that she had turned off trying to find the time so I know how far we are into this thing. And I never do that in movies. I never check the time. I was in That's hell. That's my job. That's your job. <laughs> I was in hell with all of these characters. And I was very subconsciously but very strongly sending vibes. Lucas, you were sitting far away from me. And I was like... Sleep, dear boy. You can sleep during this <laughs> well, I one. I think he was awake. I was wide awake. Fuck. Uh, with let me all tell that you, arguing. One thing I liked. Uh, there was a couple things I liked. Yeah. I really enjoyed the opening. I liked the swimming opening where they sure. were in the water together. Yeah. I did think that was sexy. I there liked it is. they were holding hands under the water. Let me and, and I liked it because for me it did something really it that visual stuff was effective and you'd established say it, relationships. You'd say it was sexy certified? I mean, give it, give it the sexy certified. Sexy certified. Hey, you, get over here. You're sexy certified. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. But let me get back to this. Yes. Which is the other great thing it does is that is is for all films where you're going to have a relationship, you need to see the love first before you tear it apart. Absolutely. And I really feel like what that scene did was it established that this couple was really in love. I was sitting there thinking, I want to do that with a lodge master. I want him to Hell float me yeah. in the water I'm and float kiss you, me girl. like that. I'm going to float you, girl. So- <laughs> I was thinking the same fucking thing. When they came back with their bags, I was going to lean over and be like, that's us coming back from vacation, I, baby. I couldn't. I was like, ooh, I love this couple. And then sure. I enjoyed the fact that there was this other player that was going to come in and kind of tear that down but it, a lot of that tearing down <laughs> it's a slow tear a it was a slow ass tear <sighs> francois was moving slow and the business about lyndon's mom and his son <laughs> yeah the best part yikes it's <laughs> like it's like claire denis story has a, a a child or a grandchild and she is preoccupied with making them finish high school and straightening up and flying right it doesn't. It, don't put it in this movie. What are you doing? It's like, the, what are you doing? Grandma was very real, though. You oh, have to so real. <laughs> it's strange. Maybe, She's maybe struggling. again, what Denise trying to do there is is both sides of his blade. Yeah. he's trying to. I he's agree. trying to be in the yeah. kid's life, but he's not fully committed to the kid, so he yeah. doesn't really have skin in the game to be able to give him any advice as a dad that has it holds any water. It was so tough I for th- me to commit to dear Marcus, the mm-hmm. boy. And he didn't have much going on. Nobody had much going on except the, except that dude had the most going on. The the guy with the son and yes. the job and the jail Linden. background. And Lyndon. Lyndon's yeah. big speech to Marcus. Bishke got up <laughs> and went to the bathroom and I'm like, oh no, now we're going to have the big salad dragon moment. Nope. I, you didn't miss anything, I boy. I didn't know if I was going to walk back in on the credits. I don't know where. That we was a <laughs> flawless bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. So I need to yeah. applaud that. B- Bishki came back from the bathroom right as Francois was calling Julie Pinoche to say he perfect. was at Linden's studio. And I was like, oh, Bishki's like showing up just for the fireworks. So there we go. And then they just jump cut over the fireworks. And I'm like, are we're you Lincoln, fucking kidding me? We're linking back up to when Lucas was explaining the balcony situation where you think that there's going to be a confrontation among the three of them, or at least Lyndon and Francois. No, Juliet Binoche decides to take a bath and we discuss some things some more. We have, we have a big blow up. la di da da He decides to move back with his mommy and Marcus and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, she basically 
tosses her phone into the tub so she can not have to deal with either of them again. And then she goes to the Apple store and the attendant says, it is fried. And she's like, no numbers, no nothing. <laughs> He's like, yep. And there's what there, about the cloud, though? Yeah. Well, some people exactly. have it off. Maybe she, she didn't maybe turn the cloud on. Okay, fair enough. She didn't know what the cloud Good. was. Well, well, that's what we'll I wanted we'll him to ask yeah. that. Like, don't you have the iCloud? And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not doing his due diligence about how backed up her phone. Wasn't was. a great genius. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I thought you could put the SIM card into another phone. Wasn't the SIM card <laughs> of out? Course. Of course, the SIM card was fried. The script was written years ago. Yes. Adapted for COVID. But the look on her face when she realized that she was not beholden to her she phone was anymore. She was free. That's like the beginning of a movie I'd like to see is yeah. Julia Pinoche on her phone all the time. It's called No Phone in French. Yes. <laughs> and she just is loosed of her phone and she goes and lives her, her life. She gets her groove back with her phone. Free of the blade. Free of the blade. Like, that would be interesting. I don't know. But that's the end of the movie is her realizing her phone's fried and now she can go, you know, get into other hijinks. <laughs> she it's has like, to start all over again. I have to say this other thing, which is that it's it's interesting. Like, it is an interesting concept to say, okay, I love two people and I'm going to fight the attraction. I mean, I, and I said to my my husband, my lover, whatever, of nine years, I love this guy. Like, and I'm going to fight the attraction. I'm going to fight the attraction. But then they do end up having sex and then it all falls apart with her lover of nine years and francois has a a silky tongue in the bedroom he says and i quote turn around because i want to stroke your butt Mm -hmm. when you read those words i mean i'm sure in french it's a lot more flowery but those are some harsh words to read Mm -hmm. and the girls behind us i heard a big I wouldn't put too much weight into the teenage girl reception of the movie. I was right there with them, though, Zach. I forget what was right there with them. I'm just saying they weren't exactly mature enough to handle Lyndon and Benosha's reality, whether (laughs) you like the movie or not. Because you haven't been old enough to know the They don't know what it's like. A nine-year off-and-on relationship, they were like, you know, watching Teletubbies nine years ago. But Lyndon and Benosha were acting like fucking Teletubbies in this movie. This is what the Blade does, brother. That's true. That's true. There's two sides of it. I keep forgetting. Speaking of which, let's go with them blade bones. I want to know both sides of Bishki's blade. <laughs> you are first to bone. First to bone. First to bone. Uh... <laughs> I just kept waiting for something surprising to happen. Yes. And it just, and then about, I'd say maybe like 90 minutes in, I was like, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You called it. You're waiting you and waiting. It. Yeah. There's and, no pulse. Yeah. And, you know, I take a love triangle movie like Adrian Lyons, Unfaithful. Yes, that's what I was thinking you know, of. And mm. where you just have such great performances and, and it, it does go into the erotic thriller genre and, and, and jumps above the romantic drama genre <laughs> and, or even like marriage story. Like I would definitely take over this. Um, yeah. this one's, uh, not great for most involved, but Julian Benoche and Vincent Linden did give some acting performances that were worthy of some bone shards. So I'll give it one and a half. One and one half from Brother Bishke. 
We're going straight to the lodge mistress for this. Well, I'll tell you this. I um, I love the fringe film. I just always do. They always usually bring something really just unforeseen, some kind of storytelling element that I just have not uh, you know, anticipated. There's usually a harshness to it, which I like. It, this didn't deliver on that for me. I did like some of the cuts. Like I, I, the conversations were very circular, and the locations were very circular. But the way they cut, mm. you know, like was very interesting. And I like that when they were like, "She's like, no, we're not gonna do this." And he goes and sits in the bathroom. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're just boning, and I really love that <laughs> cut. That was yeah, really that was amazing. Good. It was like a great part. But overall, I just was so bored. I love the opening. I love the idea of it. I like that it was French, and I like Juliette Binoche, and I like the acting. But I just have to say, I, I have to give it one bone. One bone for the Lodge Mistress. Let's it's see. It's a boredom bone. Let's see. It's a boredom bone. Brother Lucas, do your thing. Yeah, no, I'm on Brother Bishke and uh, Lodge Mistress Millie's wavelength back here. I know I didn't stay awake for high life. But like Brother Bishke, I was I was semi intrigued driving out here tonight because I thought, man, if there is something half as crazy as the fuck box, yeah, mm-hmm. with Juliet Binoche in this, sign me the fuck up. This is like my redemption night. I'm gonna be wide awake this time. You got the talk box, and yeah, that first 15 minutes, I was kind of captivated because yeah, like the opening, they're just so in love, and you're just like, oh wow, like I don't think I've ever seen people this in love at this age you know maybe right. high school or something yeah, it's good but they're infatuated it's like they're horny it's they're like a new love. honeymoon yes. yeah they're just all over each other and then like she sees francois outside the the podcast station millennial brent spiner and yeah and then she like gets into the elevator and is like francois francois and she's like holding herself and you're like oh shit okay so there is something afoot but then it kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah, I kept waiting for shit to happen. And I mean, like, dramatic decisions that characters make and then have to live with. But nothing was really happening uh, until, like, the very, very end when, when you know, Francois shows up at the house and it all kind of blows up into that Oscar-winning moment scene where, yeah, they're just <laughs> arguing, you know, in French, like, as loud as they can. And I guess, like, I, yeah, I don't really know... What life is like in France? I've never been to Paris, but I have one like, day, Lucas. I have like a very good friend who's who's from there, and I'll have to ask him. Is like is is it like people of that age in, in France? They're just very restrained and reserved <laughs> and repressed. And All of them, and they don't ever show emotion. So that when it does bubble to the surface and erupt into a volcano, they're like screaming at the top of their lungs. And then the one guy's like, "I'm not screaming. I'm calm. I'm not angry." You know, but he's like punching <laughs> shit. You know, like while he's saying it. But yeah, I love Juliet Binoche and, you know, casting her as this like frantic, desperate woman stuck between two men. One of his an ex-con and the other one's the guy who should have been an ex-con. Like you've got something there. But with this, like you, you don't really have it. And, and as much as I love Vincent Linden, it felt like it should have been Juliet Binoche's movie, but it kind of felt like Linden's movie or maybe it was both of their movies, which didn't really help either of them out too much. So I'm going to give it one and a half bones. One and a half saith the hothead. Pretty lenient there, I have to say. Uh, Brother Zach, counterpoint? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you called a dragon, you summoned one. And it left us high and dry, didn't it? It, it floated above the <laughs> Lemley, I think. 
did not descend into <laughs> into our theater. Um, it was a little bit of a disappointment for me. I think White Material and Beau Travai are probably my favorite films that she's made. This is not approaching the atmosphere or poetry of either of those by a mile. Uh, but I love Binoche. I love Lyndon. I think she's onto something interesting, but I don't think this, the, the structure of the movie was real soupy. It's re, you know, there's a moment soupy where is a great word where, for it. Mm -hmm. where Binoche, um, finally allows herself to connect after that, that fabled long shot with the noses almost touching. Yes. It, uh, Francois's girlfriend going, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, b you know, he texts her in the middle of the night and Minosh goes, again, she's talking to herself, very theatrical, almost like out of a Shakespeare play or something. She's talking to herself in the, th in the mirror going, here we go again, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, up at night reading text messages, yep. getting wet, you know, and uh. it was, it was like, I mean, I felt it. You didn't need to literally spell it out, but I mean, I guess, okay. Um, that moment happened. 70 minutes into the film. Yeah. So that was kind of strange because I feel like they, for a movie to be, it's so it's almost like you guys definitely wanted more around the tunnel vision. I at least wanted more to then fall off as we got into the tunnel. Mm, okay. So even, so if we had more of a world, sure. and then I would have liked to have seen maybe Lyndon attempting to make things right with the sun and then as he got wrapped back up into this tornado again everything else in his life just went to shit sure that may have been more dynamic than it just kind of felt like everything was just plowing straight ahead the same train line the whole time until it got to the inevitable point where no one could be with anyone and so it was a little disappointing um the actors are just too good though to go below a morph i'll go to Two Bones, the Amorth line. We run up against it a lot. A lot has been said about it. <laughs> if you need a refresher course, what it's like episode like four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil and Father of Morth. Uh, Bishki gave it two bones. <laughs> I gave it a woof. Everybody just so else clear. gave it a woof because it is a woof. <laughs> and Trickster Bishki gave it two. I love freaking. So we have to, if we want to. Compare all of our two bones are under to Father Amor. The it looms so large to me because when I listened to that episode, I was jogging around the reservoir <laughs> and Bishki's two bone at the end of that episode just shook me. We I think screamed I stopped, at him. I was laughing. I was crying. It took me two minutes to recover and regain <laughs> my pace running again. And, and I think it's just... I can't go below two unless a movie just really, really shits the bed. Well, you so. know what? It's shitting for me, folks. <laughs> I was so upset during this movie. Once I realized that we were in a pandemic lockdown shooting situation <laughs> and nothing was going to fucking happen. No dragons were going to even flap by and wave a good hello out the balcony. Once I realized that they weren't talking about anything except for the one thing that they were talking about, unless we're over talking to Marcus about bullshit over and over again for shit that shouldn't even be in the movie, I wanted to claw my skin off. I was looking for a clock. I wanted to know how much longer we had with these people. I didn't want to hang out with any of these people. <laughs> I was in pain. 
This was both sides of a very dull blade. <laughs> I am giving it the Roger Ebert Memorial half bone. <laughs> wow. I hated, hated, hated this movie. And I'm coming off a high life, which I gave three and one half bones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What a disparity, folks. But I'm not giving up on Claire Denis. At all. Nor should you. In fact, I again, I recommend you go backwards if you liked High Life. Of course. There's, there's a lot of other treasures. I was just kind of sitting here listening uh, to you, Lodge Master, trying to come up with a, a live rewrite. And I just thought, <clears throat> you have one? Sort of, yeah. Yes, I, let's I think, take it. Think, I'll take it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I would have made this like a super tragic romance. So you have the same movie we just saw, maybe a little shorter. But in this version... At the end, you have it set up so Juliette Binoche finally learns or discovers <clears throat> emotionally that, like, she truly loves Vincent Linden, is going to say goodbye to Francois, but, like, Linden does something either to Francois mm -hmm. or to someone that violates his parole. So he winds yeah. up going back to there prison, and it's, like, bittersweet because yes. she, like, knows that she loves him truly, and it's, like, too late. It's, like, he's gone. Yes, that's great. And she pushes a baguette against the divider at the at the prison. And her and Marcus come it's to visit a, him. He's got a saw in the yard. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little saw in it. It's a prison break movie. Oh man, that's great. Perfect library, right? Oh well, we did it, folks. Yeah, I don't know about these Frenchies. <laughs> We're back. We're back to distrusting Get the out of here. I'm, not, I'm not talking about Freedom like fr Francois Truffaut <laughs> and like going back. Like there's obviously great French. You're films. talking about modern. French. I'm talking Can't about trust them. I'm talking about 2022 <laughs> French films. What else have you seen? 2022. <laughs> I've seen like dozens of French films. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote him on that. I ah, like the French. We got to get out of here before this becomes a rumble. Brother Zach, thank you for joining us. Yeah, on this I mean, adventure. I just want to say one last thing before we go. We yeah. made it to the Lemley, folks. We did. Yes. Yes. Independent yes. cinema, we were here. And the air conditioning was crisp. crisp. Oh, I, brought a I, I brought a sweater. I, I didn't bring cold. a sweater, and I was shivering. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. No. Always bring a sweater. Say a prayer for Lemley. Say a prayer, Lodge Mistress Millie. Thank you for joining us on this, what turned out to be a romantic drama, although I sold it very differently <laughs> to you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> It's great to have you. And let's go on vacation. Let's go. Uh, let's go float around in the water. You guys, I, I would love for you guys to live the first five minutes of the film. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think we're going to do you that. Deserve let's it. go to the Paris Hotel yeah. Las Vegas. Yes, yeah. we'll take video. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Love and light, y'all. Au revoir. Love and light. Je t'aime. He's a job with a little respect So he could get out while he can We always need to hear both sides of the story We need to hear both sides of the story
Burnjurno.